We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Warning, the content you're about to hear contains spoilers. So if you have not watched the show, movie, or read the book in question, turn off your radio now because there are spoilers. Spoilers ahead. Warning, warning, danger, Will Robinson. Spoilers ahead. Don't say you haven't been warned. Welcome, Renegade Nation. It's me, Naughty Nicole, and it's time for yet another Renegade Review. And this time, well, we had a suggestion, and I took your suggestion. We checked out NBC's new epic entry, Emerald City. Now, for those of us that are true fans of the original Wizard of Oz, both book and movie, well, we're most definitely not in Kansas anymore. And why is that? Well, this Dorothy, she carries a gun. Toto is a fierce-ass police dog. The Scarecrow, well, he isn't that good-natured, brainless goof that we all know and love. No, now he's a brooding, amnesiac knight that Dorothy finds tarred and feathered and crucified in a field. And I'm not sure, but he may or may not be trustworthy. Now, none of the witches are either good or wicked, and everyone else everywhere all seem to be slaves to a perverse patriarchal society. The wizard, well, he isn't that misunderstood, maligned old man behind the curtain anymore, but instead he is a misogynistic man-child who's conquered Oz and imprinted his worldview on a once magical land. And the yellow brick road, our classic symbol of the hero's journey, and that dangerous poppy field, our sly metaphor for distracting and numbing amusements, well, they've fused into one and the same thing. And what does that mean? Well, in this Emerald City, the path to transcendence is a rough highway powdered with crushed opium cutting through a desolate landscape. A metaphor for, well... A culture hooked on dark ride anti-hero escapism, right? Woohoo! I, for one, can't wait to sign up. How about you? No, that's right, Renegade Nation. We aren't in Kansas anymore. Hell, we aren't even anywhere close to the faithful riff on the old Wizard of Oz. Emerald City lives somewhere over the rainbow, but it's in a realm of gloomy, humorless deconstruction, and it's so dark and gets darker still. This 10-part event series is, re- is defined by its creative intelligence in director Tarsim Singh, a surreal stylist famous for R.E.M.'s Losing My Religion video, and known for metaphysical thrillers like The Cell, Selfless, the fractured fairy tales like Mirror Mirror, and glossy deconstructions of mythology, Thinking Immortals. The show draws upon all of L. Frank Baum's Land of Oz books, but it also sweeps in a broad stroke of other texts like the Chronicles of Narnia, A Wrinkle in Time, 
The Lord of the Rings, and even Game of Thrones. That's right, my friends. There are dark and stormy nights and much wintry foreboding, humiliating walks of shames, and a most ironic return of the king. Like sci-fi's The Magicians or HBO's Westworld, Emerald City is a fantasy that explicitly, or maybe implicitly, interrogates the values of today's fantasy. Emerald City is, in essence, the same old story we all know and love of a woman, and even a culture of women, who find herself trapped in a warped world that reflects the consciousness of the man who rules it. But Oz isn't a technicolor dreamscape or a myth factory for heroic development. Nope, it's a dystopia of medieval villages, steampunk city-states, and desolate junky landscapes. The winged monkeys are filmmaking, film-projecting robot drones. The soldiers are armored knights without any chivalry, and colossal automatons stride and loom holding big-ass phallic spheres. Yeah, I like that part. The professed Emerald City is a meaningful construction. Singh makes use of locations in Barcelona to a beautiful effect. He also adds and obscures these locations with computer-generated imagery. The run-amuck geek responsible for Oz's uglification is the wizard himself, Frank Morgan, played by the fantastic Vincent D'Onofrio. And like most aspects of Emerald City, his character is layered in illusions. His origin story, marked by resentments and a yearning for significance, unfolds as an accidental tourist who bumbled into Oz, once a matriarchal society ruled by a sisterhood of witches, and he wins the hearts and minds of its populace by defeating a menace known only as the Beast Forever, by using technology, brute force, and a gross deception. He then remakes their culture in his own hideous image, and sets himself up as a He-Man King, master of his own private pocket universe, one where magic has been outlawed and the witches have been marginalized or even enslaved. The only roles that remain for the women of Oz express Frank's view of women. Glinda, the good witch, is now a cold Madonna who supplies him with an order of virginal advisors in nun-like garbs. Her sibling, West, is a whore who runs a brothel that serves the wizard and his soldiers. She dulls her own pain with an addiction to a drug that's absorbed through the fingers and stains them the color of pulpy newsprint. The witches spend most of Emerald City judging each other and fighting with each other instead of revolting against the true enemy. In a story in which the masculine is corrupt and the feminine is redemptive, both are held prisoner to corrupt cliches. Baum's books contained allegories about the suffrage movement and a harsh critique of the man's world. But Emerald City has been shaped to capture an abundance of topical resonance, and maybe a little bit too much. There's diversity, cultural appropriation, guns, the legacy of expansionism, imperialism, colonialism, and abuses of authority of all kinds. But Singh's construction of Oz is a metaphorical reflection of pop culture itself, a realm where geeks rule and fandom abides, and not always for the best. Everything about the wizard is winking in several directions at once. To his nature, as a phony, 
and to Emerald City's Metanature. Frank Morgan is actually the name of the actor who played the wizard in the original Wizard of Oz, but this wizard is science fiction incarnate, but fantastical sci-fi, you know, the kind less interested in scientific possibility or even plausibility, and more interested in far-out wish fulfillment. That's right, he's more Star Wars than Star Trek. And it's interesting that this con artist maintains his hold over Oz, his creation, through bad robots, stormtroopers, and monolithic marvels. Emerald City is one more pop culture thing that takes something that's generally considered kid stuff, you know, superhero comics, YA sci-fi fantasy, toys, and turns it into adult entertainment that's devoid of innocence and cynical about hero- heroism. At a time when Hollywood is questing to improve the in an area of diversity, it's a bitter irony that The Wizard of Oz, the mold for blockbuster heroic fantasy, features a female protagonist. But Emerald City reflects that disenfranchisement in various ways. The show's Dorothy is not that brave, righteous, dreamy teen we know and love from the Judy Garland musical but a young woman alienated from every possible world that she could call home. She's initially framed as something that's timely, a refugee in need of sanctuary. Spirited away from a land in crisis and entrusted to a kindly rural couple for her own protection, we meet her properly as an adult, still living with her guardians. She's still a mystery to herself and struggling with abandonment and attachment issues. It's on the night that she finally sets out to, to discover the truth of her heritage that the twister comes to carry her away. So you watch Emerald City expecting Dorothy to gain maturity and resolve her identity issues over the course of an adventure to liberate Oz from the wizard. But Sing's Dorothy is no old-fashioned hero, even though she's kind of dressed for the part. Prior to her tornado ride, she stumbles into a crime scene and tangles with some cops, who may or may not want her dead, I'm still not sure. And when climactic chaos whisks her away, she lands in Oz wearing a policeman's coat and gun, which somehow becomes very crucial to the plot. Her makeover into something ironic, a cop who kind of looks like a cop but isn't a cop, makes her a symbol for anti-hero fashion. At one point, Dorothy gets out of a jam with a wicked-seeming witch by tricking the witch into shooting herself with that aforementioned gun. Upon the witch's death, Dorothy acquires her power and briefly tries to front as her own successor. All of this is depicted as a kind of illicit cultural appropriation. Dorothy isn't a bad person, but most interesting but the most interesting thing about her journey is that she doesn't really know if her right-seeming deeds are really the right thing to do in the context of the world that she's found herself in. Emerald City's symbols and scenarios flick at the appeal of fantasy, and in an age so stormy with chaos, who wouldn't want to bliss out forever and ever somewhere over the rainbow? The show's yellow brick road, that dopey fool's gold? Well, it's a challenging symbol, but I liked it. Hero's Journey should be a round-trip flight that brings us back energized to engage, not one that wants us to run away permanent to, to a permanent vacation. Remember the lesson of the original Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. As far as thrilling reinventions of the Wizard of Oz go, it's no wicked, and it's not even the whiz. 
The production values, though, they are impressive. And the images are frequently stunning. They'll take your breath away. But, as is often the case, the drama is more static than kinetic. The lead actress fails to make this very complicated Dorothy as compelling as she should be. She struggles to sell the array of responses, wonder, confusion, fear, and she should have all of those in Oz, but you see none of it. All in all, the visuals are stunning, but as a true fan, I will watch this one on mute. It's a nice place to visit, but the story isn't as compelling or captivating as the books are, and I'm sorry, but the original holds much more weight than this entry does. Sorry, I didn't care for it. Alright, Renegade Nation, catch us next time, and if you like this review, or if you have a comment, send us a like or post a comment. Got a show, a movie, or a book that you want us to review? Hey, let us know. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to, but... You know, let us know so we can at least make fun of you and mock you. All right. See you next time on Renegade Reviews here on Renegade Talk Radio. Fellas, didn't get what you were hoping for from Santa Claus this year? Looking to add a little spice to things in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about an adventurous new adult toy or movie? Well, then we have an offer that you won't be able to resist. Go to toysforpleasure.vegas and for a limited time, you'll get 20% off store-wide and we'll even throw in free shipping for any order above $100. And no, we're not teasing. So check out toysforpleasure.vegas today and use special offer code BABE69 upon checkout and make sure all your adult fantasies come true with toysforpleasure.vegas today. Remember, use offer code BABE69, that's B-A-B-E-6-9, to receive a 20% discount on your entire order, and gift the gift that Santa forgot to give this year. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk.